Come on, welcome to the top of the wine before we start. I think that'll be a nice little intro. Um, put it there, and I'll pour it, and then as long as it doesn't hit the mic, it'll. Please don't hit the mic, not mine. And then if you double up that sound, it'll sound like both of us have had a glass of wine poured. Mm. Whereas, of course, mine's already poured. Yeah. Can, you, can you make a good artificial plug sound? Um, or like a... Is that good? <laughs> That's really good. Yeah, thank you very much. Weird talent you've got. <laughs> it's because I'm desperate for more work in, um, on radio. Voice acting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, uh, you missed the character of um, Steph's friendly t- turtle sidekick. <laughs> it's a bit grumpy, but also has a good heart. <laughs> I've um, I've got, like it's been such a, a running joke in all of my friendship groups forever that I can't do voices, I can't do characters. I do one episode of DMs are open, and I'm like, that joke is dead. You none of you, <laughs> don't you dare ever suggest that I am not extremely versatile. Okay, I'm gonna just do the proper intro now. It just it's become that wasn't more, the intro. Uh, this will be in it. <laughs> I have also a little intro which is Hello and welcome to Didn't Ask The podcast where we answer the bizarre hypothetical questions you didn't ask I'm your host Harry Dobbs and today I'm joined by Stefan Allen And Josh Penner And today we're going to answer the question Why are Welsh songs like this? So this episode's different to the other ones Because we are three largely Welsh language comedians And as as such we... I think consume a lot of Welsh media and it's only recently that I've been trying to like actually hear it through more English ears rather than just like accepting this is a Welsh song and I listen to the tune. I'm like, let's actually deconstruct this and we make some fucked songs. <laughs> we make some really bizarre stuff and I thought it would be a nice place to just discuss some of the weirder ones and maybe look for some through lines. Hmm. Uh, Josh, I know you've brought some of your own. I have, yes. Steph, have you brought any? I've brought nothing. I cannot tell that they're weird. Okay. Like I, 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 look, I was just like the, the the problem is Welsh is my first language. I didn't really engage with English culture <laughs> such as it is, um, <laughs> and and you know until my teens. So like to me, it's English songs that seem weird. Oh, so okay. so you're going to have to present me with things, and I'll I'll. <laughs> I have a thing to present you with, and behind the scenes, we've been reading this just between episodes. This is Penetlathonk which is a book of funny poems slash songs written in 1942. Kathy Daniel, have you seen this? I have not. Okay, this is so good. I was meant to give this to you, and then I thought, nah, I'd rather drop this on the podcast. Okay. And also, a final uh, structure note, I have brought an insanely fucked song that I once had to translate for my dad's Japanese work friend while I was staying in a motel in Amarillo. (laughs) Just to add a bit of colour. So, so the nature of it is, it is just a collection of funny poems. Right. But it was published in 1942, mm. which means even though it is not a themed collection in any way, but everyone is writing, you know, it's Welsh language poetry, right? Like, mm. it's it's all new, fresh, original stuff, which means everyone's writing about what's on their mind at the time. So loads of them is wartime stuff. Mm. Not in a, you know, it's not... Oh, let's write about the war. It's just no, we're just writing about everyday life. Mm. But everyday life is the war. So there's like a poem on the blackout. There's a poem on rations. But there's also poems that aren't really about that stuff at all because mm. you know other aspects of life were also going on. So it's just fascinating. Mm. I really like it. Okay. And it was owned by I think my great grandmother, 
This one doesn't have a name. I also have a joke book, which isn't relevant, which has my mum's name in it, which I think is adorable. <laughs> well, this is the thing. Yeah, you keep Welsh books if you're a Welsh speaker. Oh, yeah. My mother's clearing out the garage at the minute, and she just can't because she just needs me to go, which Welsh language books do you want? But I don't have children. I'm not going to have them. So, like, I'm not going to read this. That's ridiculous, why I'm, you know, like I'm using like... it for comedy. I'm, like, I'm going yeah. to just tell myself it's going in a set, or, like, it'll be used for this, where we just read... Mm. Is, ha- is Harry the closest you have to a child? Yeah, well, yeah, I think I suppose so. You're, you're um, quite mean to me as a father. Oh uh, yeah, you know. well, you know, I I just think I'm not going to have children of my own because I don't think I'd be very nice to them. But you I'm, already exist. I'm you're not... proof of the concept. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So when you don't want kids, like, well, think about how I treat Harry. Yeah, imagine yeah. if that was my child. Im- yeah, imagine if that was like. If I had actual, you know, legal rights over this kid, <laughs> I'm so I'm glad every day that you don't have legal rights over me. <laughs> One day, is, how <laughs> high is the threshold for a Swansea dad? Um, uh, Welsh language Swansea dads see, like I, mm-hmm. I you know, pe- people aspire to better in Welsh. Cause, yes, because people true. will talk. Did you, know? you have this? I uh, for a very long time, I uh, didn't understand the concept of Welsh speakers not being very nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, do you know what? So I did a gig in Colwyn Bay over the weekend and I tried addressing this, but it, and half of it went well, the half where I slagged off the South. Uh, <laughs> and then when I moved to have just voicing some minor criticisms of the North, oh, that was less successful. Mm. But I, yeah, when I was growing up, Welsh speakers in Swansea were either from Welsh families, hmm. uh, like Welsh language families. So often they were like, you know, people who would go to the capel, who would go to, you know, Welsh language schools, who'd have Welsh language friends. Or they would be just people who picked up the language in school. So linguists, so academics, hmm. dweebs. So, yeah, all Welsh speakers in Swansea are basically quite nice. Hmm. Because if you're a dick, you wouldn't speak Welsh. If you're, it, you know, like the type of person who sings at the t- a top volume after a game uh, on the train, just because they're just because they're being a knob, like not in a fun way, <laughs> not in a oh let's have a sing song, but just in a that person just comes on rah, rah, like that yeah. person. Yeah. In Swansea, that person would never speak Welsh. Yeah, See, like for me, it's like my Welsh language school was full of either posh kids whose parents like this will be better for them mm. or kids from kind of rough backgrounds where they were like well we want our kids to have something better mm. which is a really weird combo of like half the people were looking down on me so like oh you're you're not mm. one of the posh ones the other ones were like oh rich kids and yeah like, as weird being in the middle I, I there was like a, a fair few of us that were just like our parents are Welsh speakers they yeah. want us to speak Welsh which is mm. more my bracket whereas there was a lot of most I say more than half of the parents in like the kids in my year didn't speak Welsh it was a lot of like we want this for our children yeah. mm. so to me the Welsh language was weird and then as well most of us didn't speak it properly on the yard sure. like we could we didn't yeah. and then the teachers were kind of the examples of Welsh and mm. our teachers were dicks on the most part they weren't oh, bad. Okay. it was like a mixed bag but especially as someone who had whatever neurodivergent thing I have I wasn't liked by teachers they weren't big fans so to me the Welsh language is a lot of it's authority and it's the thing kids don't want to do yes that's what it is to me I think that's true I I think people see it that way like if if people would see it as like establishment because if that's what Mm. you're taught in schools Mm. and that's the difference in North Wales where there is the percentage of Welsh speakers is so much brought higher 
that there are people who just, you know, it's, it is it is the social language. It is a language you'd hear in the pub, mm. which means you can just be an arsehole and you're a Welsh speaker. Yeah. And that's, I didn't come across that until you. No. Yeah. I mean, I think there's a little bit of that where growing up in Cardiff, when you would see somebody be a knob uh, in public, it would never be through the medium of Welsh. Yeah. Um, I had somebody very recently who I was I was cycling and he walked right in, in front of me mm. uh, cycling and I had to come to a stop mm. and um, I was wearing sunglasses uh, and, and I was looking at him and he said, don't fucking look at me like that. Mm. And I was wearing reflective sunglasses. <laughs> <laughs> But that I never saw that. Yeah, he must have looked. He must have looked at you. <laughs> yes, saw himself. Yeah. in your, your looking, sunglasses, yes. and he was like, "Why are you looking like me?" Yeah, looking? exactly. He had a yeah. real existential moment, like, "Why do you look like that?" Yeah, exactly. Um, and I never came across that in Welsh. And also, no. you wouldn't see people on the news. You know, like mm, when bad yeah. people on the news. It was like, yeah. oh well. Ratko Mladic doesn't speak Welsh. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Robert Mugabe doesn't speak Welsh. You know? like, that's... It'd be a really interesting twist if he did. <laughs> so, oh, I know, I know another example. Ratko Mladic. I think another example is if you're a Welsh speaker living in a city, yeah. um, you know, even if it is a small city like Swansea, yeah. like... You're, you are relatively well catered for, yeah. Be, you know, because you're more connected than if you're than if you're like in a in a more agricultural area mm. or, or a smaller town. Which means, like, there are left and right wing people in South Wales, yeah. But, but most Welsh speakers will be vaguely left wing, yeah. Um, you know, very Plaid Cymru. Uh, whereas up north, the type of person who would vote Brexit is a, might be a Welsh speaker. Yeah, I think most Welsh speakers voted Remain. Uh, in the south, but yeah. in the north, oh no, you got mad racists. Yeah, like, and, and obviously, I'm not saying all North Wales. I mean, I am half North Walian, half of my family <laughs> is North Walian, and I'm only half racist. <laughs> <laughs> um, but again, you know, the the northern side of my family are sort of you know preachers and teachers and th- you know, where, whereas like you would have the people who are like, have you, do you know what Glad is? Have you heard of Glad? As in. The, the the movement, the political movement. Vaguely. So it's basically like a, a version of the English Defence League, but like a Welsh yeah. one. Yeah. Who are like... So like, you know, you have Yes Cymru who want like Welsh independence. Uh, and they're like, ah, oh, but we don't want it to be like Brexit. We thought Brexit was really bad because it was like driven by racism. It was like really ill thought through and now the country's really poor. So mm. we don't want it to be like Brexit. That's Yes Cymru. And then Glad is like, oh, we actually do want it to be exactly like Brexit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like we we want we want Welsh independence, so we can kick out everyone whose skin color is a, is just a shade too dark. Um, so like and and you know like just yeah like those were I would the idea that you could have like neo Nazis but in Welsh yeah. is just shocking to me. Yes, yeah. Do you have a song? I do. <laughs> yes. That was a that was a nice discussion. Yes. Let's. Nice. It was a discussion. nice discussion okay. about a not nice thing. Yes. I'll say that. And I'd like to have a. Oh, you've got more songs than me, I think. So I've only got one. Oh, okay. I've got one. I've given Steph the book, which is probably more just to talk about the book rather than anything in I'm, it. I'm so excited. Whereas you, I am interested in what you've brought. So I've chosen a song, but I have two honourable mentions. And the reason they're honourable right. mentions is because one of them was picked by Alana, my wife 
who has learnt Welsh. This is the second married guest that I referenced second. earlier. Ah. Mm. We, yes. we did a bit of setup in an episode that might be released after this. Ah. <laughs> so in canon, I'm I'm the married person. We, well, we are. We, yeah. yeah. Harry, you're, you're the only non-married married person. person in this podcast. Uh, I feel it. I'm <laughs> <laughs> feeling the energy. Um, and uh, so Alana has suggested Sospan Bach as a ridiculous song yeah. because she's, she learnt those lyrics while she was learning and was just like what on earth are you talking about yeah. you know, why is there a saucepan on the floor <laughs> what, what, <laughs> what is happening like, here what are all these way? characters yeah. getting scrammed and, and, and dying at war and things like that what is the purpose of this song right um, actually well on that subject what is David the Guas what does that mean in English? Uh, David the servant boy. Mm. I was taught that means David the grasshopper, which is not what it is. <laughs> so to me, that song is about like a family they either getting burnt by saucepans, getting scratched, and then the grasshopper is sick, and that is the like, equal nice. priority. Gra- grasshopper is, is a grasshopper, which means yeah. the the serpent's servant. Yeah. Oh, that's which good. is a brilliant name. It's mm. not what they I do mean, in <laughs> No, they nature. don't serve the same. <laughs> it's a great name. It's a great concept for a Pixar film, I think. Yes, <laughs> very good. A big old snake. Well, basically yeah. what Bugs Life is, like a shit version of that. Yeah. They're the servants off the grasshoppers. So the grasshoppers oh, yes, then, of course. So that's a sequel. <gasps> the real Layers. threat was the snake the yes. whole time. Yes. Um, so, Sospanbach is an honourable mention because <laughs> it is very silly. And I think that applies to a lot of uh, nursery rhymes as well. Mm. Yeah. Um, friend of the pod, Larry Morgan, who probably won't listen to this. Absolutely uh, not uh, a friend no, of the pod. But, uh, I've had one conversation friend. with her and it was fine. That's friend. more on me than <laughs> to be Sort fair. of friends to us. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, probably knows Stefan better than uh, Harry or, or me. I, but, I mean, um, she did a gig for you. I watched that gig. Yes. So that's kind of the through line there. She's podcast adjacent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, she uh, has a bit about nursery rhymes, which is excellent. Um, yes. And and basically, it just points out how ridiculous it, they all are, mm. um, including one that references Jim Crow. And so, <laughs> it's like, we 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 write mad songs from the get go. You know, you learn them as yeah. uh, as as a child, and they are always very odd, and we don't necessarily realise until we're older. Yeah. Um, so I think that's good. Uh, Sosmanbach is a good honourable mention. The other honourable mention is, um, I, I'd like to think that it's been written sort of in jest. Right. Um, there's a, a, a rock song from, I'm going to say the like 70s, 80s, by mm. um, a Troynai Koch, the Red mm. Noses, um, which is a very good rock band. Mm. Um, but they have a very questionable song called Merched Dan Bumfeg. Do you mind translating that for the audience? Girls under the age of 15. (laughs) (laughs) And I think it's meant to be ridiculous and they don't actually mean this, but it's horrible. (laughs) Like... The 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 um, chorus is uh, we namal and medal and verched and bunthig. I often think about girls under fifteen. Uh, Velman and Sharad, Velman and Kedved, how they talk, how they walk. Velman and Sigloy, Tefai Bach How they shake their little lovely teats. Yeah, it's horrendous. Oh. It's it's really uncomfortable to listen to, even if it yeah. was kind yeah, of yeah, even in jest. And, and you're kind of listening to it and, you, and it doesn't necessarily... It's, it's a very good... It's a bop, as mm. the young people would say. I think that's a big thing with the songs. Because yeah. you're not listening to the words. It's only yeah. you then if, if you didn't understand words, you'd hear it and you'd yeah. be like, oh, this is I could dance to this really yeah. easy. It's very danceable. But 
the lyrics are horrible <laughs> and then the only reason the only reason you kind of realize that it is in jest is because later on they start listing lower ages right and and then the, it culminates in them being like girls under 2 and you're like well clearly they, okay. they yeah. don't mean this yeah the joke is like people yeah. who say this about 15 year olds mm. when you put it as babies isn't that funny it's like it's yes. i see what they mean but no <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> stop doing that. um and i think they were kind of yeah they were they were they were maybe a, a quite a rebellious band um and there was a lot of rebellion in the kind of in the in Welsh language communities at the time because <laughs> you were talking about the time when uh Thatcher was going to come into power and, and they had to do the U-turn to, to found um, Esperac, the Welsh Channel. So I think it's part of that era. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a little unkind to look back at it, back at it but at the same yeah. time, it's just a horrible thing to yeah. look at. <laughs> um, I th- well, I think th- several things happens at once with Welsh language culture, mm. where, like, on the one hand, like, the culture moves incredibly quickly. Because yeah. we are all producing art all the time. The Nationalist Edward is encouraged. You know, poetry moves so, so fast. Because, mm-hmm. by, you know, a Cowid will win uh, the big competition at the East Edward. And then already people are, com- you know, okay, we're looking forward to next year. People are already mm. sort of responding to it. So so it's, it's a very, very fast-moving culture. Mm. And at the same time, it's, it's been increasingly anglicised. You know, over the mm. last, what, 120 years, we've gone from a time where... Half of Wales could not speak English. That's how dominant the Welsh language was. Mm. Now we're at a time where only one in five even speak Welsh. Pretty much everyone speaks English. Um, so, like, so that's the other thing that's happened is one culture has been absolutely dominated by another. So, like, you look back at some of this old stuff and you're like, it's really hard to know where this would have gone if it was just sort of allowed to kind of percolate in its own way. Mm. Even the Trina Koch were responding to English rock music. Mm. Uh, so it's it's sort of really hard to tell to what extent this is its own inward-looking thing and to what extent it's like, well, look, loads of 70s pop songs in English were about, you know, she was just 17. Like, it was all mm. that stuff. So, like, is it sending that up? Groupie culture is a known thing. Mm. Uh, so it's, it's really, really hard, to, you know, because because the culture moves so fast, it's... It, who can remember what it was like in specifically 1979 or whatever? Mm. Like it's it's very tough. I think. Yeah. Um, and you know it's something you see in stand up now where like, like, like you you can always tell the difference between someone who's entrenched in Welsh culture and someone who I speak Welsh because I went to a Welsh language school, but pretty much I'm like a British kid. Like you know yeah. I grew up in Anglo Wales and uh, like so I'm just going to be talking about sort of stuff that even in English this would make sense. Whereas I think of like me and you, Josh, and and maybe SLCers and people like that, as be oh, oh Larry actually is like this, where they are talking about stuff that makes no sense outside of Wales because yeah. it's like very specifically mm-hmm. Welsh cultural things. I remember um, the gig I did with you, and then Priya Hall headlined. Priya Hall did a set about her primary, her secondary school, which is the secondary school I went to. Mm. So she was then naming teachers mm. in her set because she was right. like, yeah. "You were also taught by them." Yeah, I was like, the likelihood of that happening at an English speaking gig is a lot lower. <laughs> yeah, because my favorite—you uh, went there for this. One of my favorite moments at Josh's gigs is Josh went, "Who in this crowd has met my cat?" And over half the audience raised their hands. Best bit of crowd work I've ever seen. And I was like, "Yeah, yeah, we know your cat." And so it was just like leading into mm. a bit. And like normally the joke of that would be, "Ah, oh, 
does anyone here know my cat? And they just, yeah. ha no one does. But no, yeah. no, I was one of the few people who hadn't met your cat in that <laughs> audience. <laughs> and that was a big audience for a Welsh that was pretty, well. yeah, That, that was, was 30 audience. people oh. and half of them had met my cat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Welsh um, language comedy is fun. It's yes. really, really different. <laughs> <laughs> it's lovely though. Yeah. Um, so that was honourable mention number two. Mm-hmm. Uh, horrible song, but it's, uh, well, horrible lyrics actually quite a good song yeah. um, and I think part of it is so we're going back to what we were talking about earlier about not knowing Welsh speakers that were bad people mm-hmm. I think part of the reason that this is like particularly disgusting is I feel like the first time I heard of, of a Welsh speaker doing something horrible was hearing about a paedophile mm. and so just anything to do with even if it's done in jest it's just a horrible thing yeah so there we go. That's uh, <laughs> a bit of light, light material for this yeah, there we comedy go. Light, podcast. Yes. Um, not the first beautiful joke of the day. Yes. Thankfully, and not the last. No, I hope not. Thankfully, I've got one coming up. <laughs> the song that I've actually chosen mm-hmm. uh, is quite fun. It's uh, good. It's called Trons de Dad. It is a tune. It is an absolute it's a great tune. song. I don't know this one. Uh, it's by Gwib Daith Hindran, who um, I want to say for the listeners they're a bit like the original Mumford and Sons hmm. but better I think they're like think a they're folk yeah. uh, pop rock band and um, they have a sort of shambolic like wah, like boozy yeah exactly like kind of like you imagine them playing in a pub exactly and a pub is rammed and everyone's like, it like, almost sounds like it's in a pub it's, yeah. in, it's okay. in a rural pub Larry folk yes exactly um, so Trons de Dad means your father's pants um, and basically it's, it's a, a, a sad story about a man who accidentally has to put his dad's pants on uh, for, for, the... for a night out oh, okay. I, I was going to say for the listener Josh is currently holding two way four pages <laughs> but one of them is the translations <laughs> yes. I thought you'd just chosen an insanely long song no 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 okay cool um, I this okay Here's a, a little mention for something to watch on, on YouTube. Uh, it's a real shame that she didn't record more videos, but um, there's an account on YouTube uh, with a character called Kerry Gavieithi, which is a sort of play on words because Kerry is a Welsh name, and it mean, but it means like, it sounds go, go like, and do something yeah. in Welsh. Kerry Vidutibach, go and go and go to the toilet. Um, uh, so Kerry Gavieithi means go and translate. Um, and so she didn't release very many videos, but one of the videos she did was, uh, her s- sort of loosely singing a translation to Trons de Dad, mm. um, but in a very low energy way. <laughs> so oh, that's she, funny. She kind of reminds me of Cal Stewart. Yeah. Uh, friend of the pod. And, um. No, he's not. No? Okay. En- enemy of the pod. En- enemy of the Rival pod. of the pod. Right, yes. Rival, yeah. Um, and uh, she's got that kind of energy that I wish I wish we'd seen more of. Which maybe we all feel about Cal as well. Because, yes, uh, very true. Uh, he's hung up his his mm. microphone for, for, mm. for now, at least. I mean, but, um, he does a podcast still. Yes, sure. He's hung up his... So uh, he's, he doesn't do stand-up anymore, yeah. which yeah. is a shame. Yeah, because there's no way I'm going to listen to his podcast. <laughs> Thanks for losing me, my whole audience. <laughs> I'll listen to it, Cal. You just sent me a link. Hmm. Uh, 
Do we want to go through Trolls the Dance? Of course. Okay. Absolutely. I know this song. More Do you not? It, so you don't know I, this song, Harry? This means nothing. Really? Me. Wow. It might when I hear it going, but this is not ringing any bells. Okay, right. It's a great song, so please right. do listen to it. Trolls to Dad. Um, now with Galbath, Adwin Lani Geed, then we find your trones uh, in an or something like that. Um, just had a bath and I'm nice and clean, but my pants are nowhere to be seen. Um, uh, right, I've, I've, I've stolen the Welsh lyrics. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, but I'm gonna try and embody the vibe of this sure. song. A man a drones glan and a pale out grisha. There are clean pants in the pile downstairs. On dim trones v at your But they aren't mine. Mine aren't there. <laughs> <laughs> trones to dad. Your father's pants. Ever took in a canal with a hole in the center. Manun wahanol. They're unfamiliar. That's, not <laughs> That's good translation. Well done. I like how the present noun has changed. It's from first to second. <laughs> yeah, that's really true, actually. That's yeah. a good point. Because mm. I can't find my pants, but downstairs are your father's your... pants. <laughs> <laughs> what is going on there? Manun rivaur, manun ron vanglinia. They're too big. They're around my knees. <laughs> a panty savage veneer, manun de skinny laur. And when you stand up, they fall down. Why, why, why? Front's the dad. <laughs> Your dad. Why, 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 front? <laughs> and wesh, wesh, wesh. The knickers the vam. They're better, better, better. <laughs> Then your mam's knickers. Your mam's knickers. <laughs> <laughs> Trump's attack. Yes. Yeah, chorus. Your father's pants. Do we agree with that? Do we agree with the statement that <laughs> your dad's pants are better than your mum's knickers? Because mm. what? How do we feel about that? Well, um, probably um, a little bit more space mm. in your dad's wife's. suit more if you were wearing them. I, I agree with that. Well, I think it is tapping into a universal experience, which is where you are a teenager. You're like in sixth form, mm-hmm. uh, so you live still living with your parents. And you're gonna go out. You're gonna go out clubbing. Uh, you're gonna go to the pub, but you 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 know you need some pants. And your options at this point are your dad's massive pants with a hole in them, <laughs> or or your mother's presumably just perfectly fine knickers. No no, no detail about the wear and tear. There is yeah. There's no detail. There um, could be. There is no detail mm. of the wear and tear was delivered like it's in a courtroom. And I and I think obviously like it is completely fine to gender nonconform. Yeah. Uh, and for a teenage boy to to wear some knickers, uh, but that's not that's not what the protagonist of this song is like. He is very much a no, no. I'm trying to, you know, he wants to pre- pre- present a very heteronormative vision of masculinity, uh, and so you know needs must. He's, he's he's going with the with his dance pants. Minder club, I'm Going to the club wearing daddy's briefs. <laughs> <laughs> Bachy Hogan, ever goblin of Anav. Get with a girl with some massive teeth. <laughs> Mindanol, Euthyhi. Then we went back to hers. Trosisi Laur. Actually, I'm going to try and do this as he sings it. Trosisi Laur, Gowny Welder Drones Maur. Transistor, and there's the underwear. I th- I th- no, I think I'm going to. I'm going to yeah, say. That I'm gonna, is not what it's I think the translation is. here is trousers down. Let's see the big pants. Okay, yes. Sure. Or oh, we get to see the big pants. Yes. I, th- I think the fact that we get to see them is a key thing. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to rhyme hers and under. Where, where? Oh, did, did you preserve the rhyme? Yeah. Well, yeah, I, pretty I, much. I oh, this is very good. Yeah. I have very much gone for word for word as close I've, as I've I I've rhymed know. daddy's briefs with massive teeth. That's incredible work. 
Because I think the actual song is with a couple of teeth, which I really like. <laughs> no, it's Coblin. No, Coblin. Coblin or is like a northern thing. So Coblin is like uh, oh hell of hell of a pair of teeth yeah. on us. So, oh, okay, okay. So the vibe. <laughs> Fuck me pink. <laughs> My trons felt tent. Fuck me pink. The pants are like a tent. <laughs> Have a pollen and a canal. <laughs> Drive me dally rent. With a pole in the middle. I'll have to pay rent. When I lay circus, a bead I gee. There's room in a circus and everyone in the world. <laughs> it's everyone and their dog in the... In the yes. I don't know why. Not my words, but the words of the girl. Trance to dad, ever took in a canal. Yes. So it's an absolute banger. That... Uh, I like that you did. You both chose not to do the repeats. <laughs> <laughs> it says times eight. <laughs> I'm very glad you didn't do. <laughs> your dad's pants <laughs> times four. Then your dad's pants with a hole in the middle. They're different. And then your father's <laughs> pants times eight. Although at one point you chuck in a nick- your mum's nickers refrain. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, so there yeah, we the go. People that's, listening, that's my Steph w- just kicked the recycling bin that the mic is on. <laughs> Only the best. Only the best. It's funny. This is the most drunken one because, like, we're we're we're, we're drinking, but we're also analysing Welsh culture, which means it's also the uh, the dry, most thought thoughtful. Oh one. yeah, no, mm. this is the one that I thought had the most structure, even though I changed yeah. it yesterday. Because <laughs> originally I thought the song I picked had legs enough. I'm like, nah, mm. I want to hear what you're bringing to the table. Yeah. I say as Steph slowly brings a book up <laughs> for story time. Well, I'm, I'm glad you changed the brief. Uh, or mm. the, well, the, 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 I'm the definitely pants. glad. Um, and I wanted to. To talk about this song because it's an absolute banger. And it's, um, it's what I'm your, not. Your performance was a banger. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I, should... I, at one point, I thought, should we sing the chorus mm. with you singing in Welsh and me singing in English oh, yeah. with some harmony? Mm. But then I thought better of it. <laughs> I think that's beyond both this mic and podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate the energy you're bringing. Um, so I want to talk about Penisha Funk. Um, which is so I can't remember, I don't we didn't explain this on Mike did. did we did you we explain it to Josh I did but w- w- did we Do were a we recording uh, we'll leave a gap before and after Swing Kai okay. if we did uh, so I thought that might be fun to <laughs> to, to look at um, I've 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 read a few of these already so I think I'm going to start with um, a blackout the blackout uh, now this is to the tune of uh, Polly Wally Doodle. We no, all know it, yeah. Of course, yeah. Of course. Um, I think this is another problem with this book, is in the 1960s we invented music and we very quickly produced enough songs that we just got rid of everything that had existed before. Mm. So all of these, everyone would have known all these tunes. Uh, we don't anymore. For instance, uh, The Ration is to the tune of Cockles and Mussels. Mm. Um, and uh, Not Without a Coupon <laughs> is to the tune of Where Are You Going, My Pretty Maid? Oh. So, you know, these are all things people would know. Um, I like this. I think this this sounds like this doesn't sound like there's a real song to go with this. Just something you'd put in a sitcom as an evocative thing. Okay. Uh, Doi Binteraru. Uh, so two pounds per acre to the tune of Vive l'amour. <laughs> no, no way does that exist. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I remember the war. We used to sing uh, two pounds an acre. Do you remember that song? <laughs> Absolute belter. Uh, so let's look at the blackout. Uh, so I'm not going to read the Welsh particularly. I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, translate live. Um, uh, but but you know trust me that it's beautiful. The craft of the of the meter here is gorgeous. But the meaning of the words is a fact. Um, 
Y mae'r fagddi fawr. How do you say fagddi fawr? The, 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 the very dark darkness. Yes. Yeah. Um, the, very, the very dark darkness bothers us. Um, it, it is so dark everywhere. Um, so, you know, fun has ended. No more fun. Mm. It's dark everywhere. So uh, there's like a chorus about how dark it is. Um, if I'll read you the chorus. The blackout, the blackout, the blackout in towns and seaside towns. <laughs> okay. Uh, we must be able to use windows on every house and pigsty and vestry. Uh, it's really dark everywhere. So we'll be going back to that refrain. So it's a reminder. So the thing that you mustn't forget at any point is that it's very dark. <laughs> okay. That's what's happening. Got it. Okay. Um, and I'm going to skip all the little, like, tourum de rolls and all that. Like, the, you know, like the little bits you get in a folk song. It's a bit of nonsense lyrics. It's a bit of that. Um, but, the, but the bits we're going to focus on is the, is the, the lines that have meaning. Uh, so first verse. Uh, a boy went to see uh, his lovely girlfriend. Uh, he, and he put his arms around tightly... Uh, around an old black cow. Because it's dark. He's trying to hug his girlfriend. He's hugged a cow by mistake. Classic. We sing Classic. the chorus. Lol, lol, lol. Uh, so that's where we're starting. That's the, there's one, two, three, four, five. There's six verses. That's the first one. That's where we set the bar at humour. So you cool. understand the format. Yes. People are going to try and do things, but they're going to go wrong because it's mm. dark. I was like, I found this book and I was like, I may, might get some stand-up out of it. The issue was that every song is too long. And I like that it's now being brought to a podcast where you accept that a joke just might last a while. Podcasts are basically just comedians doing bits that are too long to do on stage. Yeah, and very so they think that somebody might want to listen to them. That is what this is. No one wants to hear this. Harry cut this. No one is allowed to know that. <laughs> uh, verse two. Uh, Di went into some shop to buy roast potatoes. You Ooh. see? Oh, but it's dark. So it's going to go wrong, isn't it? Yeah, of course. What do you think is going to happen? Because guy earlier, he tried to hug his girlfriend, accidentally yes. hugged a cow. He's going to try and buy roast potatoes. What's going to happen? Who's Let's buying, find out. Who's buying roast potatoes? Die. <laughs> in what, 1940? In 1942, to buy roast potatoes. Pre-roasted potatoes. Pre-roasted. In the days of rationing. Sure. Yeah, exactly. Or maybe maybe it's like roastable potatoes. I mean, oh, it's okay, tartarast, which oh, I would okay. inter- read as roast roasting potatoes. potatoes. Roasting potatoes. Okay, right. sure. Okay, so Die's gone to a shop to buy some roasting potatoes. Let's find out what happens. Uh, he hit his nose on a post. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I think they had one idea, mm. and it was mistaking a cow for a girl. Yeah. And then that's the end of ideas. <laughs> yeah. But they were determined to get a lot of verses out of this concept. Mm. He walked into a shop. Yeah, he just, he just walks into something. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's all that happens there. Presumably on the way to the shop. Yeah. Because it's not even related <laughs> no. to the shop. Yeah. What is the darkest shop you've been to? <laughs> <laughs> Um, I went to the lighting in Hollister is very yeah Hollister yeah I once was in a Wilco that had a power cut and it was night but that was terrifying Mm. that's not a fun anecdote that was I was about seven Mm. and I've not forgotten is that why you're like this now yeah I'm a very jittery man Mm. I cannot express how light it is in this room because (laughs) I can't think of Wilco it it is so bright yeah there's like it's it's actually hard to see each other because of how bright we're all in shades Mm. I have like one of those headlamps on there are a few shops that have like an hour or two hours every week where they turn the music down and they Mm. make it darker don't they yeah, really? it's like a sensory yes. friendly thing. It's yeah, it's a sensory thing. Ah. Yeah. I've never so, found one local. I would quite like that. Mm, yeah, I it's think... always the annoying hours of the day. It's never yeah. when I'm awake. 
I'm sure Tesco do it on like a I always Friday think... morning at 11 oh, or something right. like that. That's the thing with accessibility stuff, isn't it? Like I always think this about like, you know when you're up at like, you can't sleep and you put on the TV and that's mm. when the sign language is on. I'm like, mm. do all deaf people have to wait until four in the morning <laughs> <laughs> to see any dramas? <laughs> well, I want to see Line of Duty, but... <laughs> I'm so glad you finally give me a link to talk about this. There is a May question, which I'll never do, which is entirely just an insult to May. Okay. Because we were watching Eurovision and... Uh, obviously, the song was in whatever that country's native language was. I don't remember who was singing at the time. There was a sign language person connected, and May said, "Do you think they're signing in the language they're singing?" <laughs> so I think the phrasing of the May question is, "Is she signing in the other language?" Oh, that's which great. I was just going to pitch as yeah. a question to not May. Oh, that's but so it's never going to work. So <laughs> that insult to a friend. Someone told me the other day. I thought this was so exciting. Um, that they'd been to an event where it was like a short film like uh, showcase and talk mm. uh, and they had a, 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 an interpreter um, and one of the films was in Welsh but it wasn't subtitled but the sign language person was a Welsh speaker and so signed the film right? which meant non-Welsh speakers who were not deaf had to look at the sign language interpreter to try and figure out <laughs> What was being said in this very wordy scene between two people? There was like no, there was no context. Yeah. So you're just like looking at the hands, going, "What's that? What's the vibe here?" You're just playing the most fluent game of uh, charades you've ever played in your life. What do you think you, you don't understand? The... What do you think you can learn faster, sign language or Welsh, <laughs> or both at the same time? I like how weird sign language songs are. Oh, are there sign language songs? I think sign language, because like, because there's puns in sign language, right? Mm. Yeah, and yeah. slang, regional slang, isn't there? Because yeah. BSL, if you're a Welsh speaker, if you were from a Welsh speaking family and oh. you were deaf, you would learn BSL. But there are Welsh slang words. Yeah. If, 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 All right. Right. I yeah, think yeah, yeah. Right. I think that's true. Mm. So there's a, so there's a thing. So like, I I learned this like sign language pun, which is you do the sign for milk. Um, and that just means milk. Mm. But if you hold your hands up in front of your face and you do the sign for milk, that means pasteurized milk because it's past your eyes. Right? <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> good. That's really good. Wow. Uh, right, verse three. Oh, uh, still on the back out. One. It's dark. Remember. Forget what's going to happen. Yes. One. One night, I got up in a hurry, uh, and I put on a pillowcase instead of a shirt. <laughs> Classic, classic. That's, that's, I think that's that's, that's, that's good. That's that solid. Was he wearing his dad's pants? He was wearing his dad's pants. But that implies that he succeeded. Yeah, that's true. He yeah. wore it as a shirt. He yeah. didn't try. He no, he didn't try. He succeeded. <laughs> he was like, he uh, through he the seam. pulled his head through. Seems like, weak in 42. In the. Oh, my Sorry, hunting horn fell over. What is this? It's a, it's a hunting horn. Hunting horn. Right. A granddad gave it to me. I have no idea where he got it. You can try. I've never managed it. <laughs> oh, that's really going to add something to the music. It is oh, such I'll a... put that over when Mace has a slur. <laughs> oh, that's good. <laughs> it is, it's such a funny thing. Like, you can always tell... Like, there's something about Welsh speakers. Like, I'm looking around Harry's room and I'm going... Like, Harry is a young man with, like, video game paraphernalia and Legos. Like a little boy. Yeah. Um, but all, I am a child. But also a hunting horn. Because fundamentally, <laughs> he's still Welsh. You are reading a book that I own that's from 1942. That's true. That, that is, is true. the setup to this. <laughs> uh, all right. 
Uh, verse 4. I appreciate you're still pouring on, Mike. <laughs> Anti- Give it your air of class. <laughs> nice. <laughs> lovely, lovely. Can't wait to find out that we're recording from this mic on that one. <laughs> Auntie Lisa went for a walk one night. Right. And she said goodnight to an old sow. Ah. Now, uh, that's a pig, isn't it? Mm. That's what she's done there. I think that's less good than the girlfriend cow one. Yes. But, it, like, it's the same, but worse. Yeah. But also, why wouldn't you say goodnight to your sound? That's true, yeah. I, I say goodnight to my cat. That's true, yeah. yeah. I think, yeah, I, I think it's fine. Wales knows your cat. I, yeah, I think exactly, someone's gone, yeah. oh, Auntie Lisa, just because it's dark, for yeah. just normal behaviour. Yeah. Yeah. They're really stretching the steam of mm. dark. Uh <laughs> Right. To put a bridle on the head of a horse, a young boy was sent. He put the bridle tidily on its tail. That's not where it goes. That's not where it goes. It's not where it doesn't belong there. Oh, silly boy. Why have you done that? It's dark. It's dark. Because it's a blackout. It's a blackout. We don't want to. We don't want to be. We want the Germans to know we're here. But and you know the plus side, we won't get blitzed tonight. Such fucking wood. But is it worth the downside? I take a blitz over getting a bridle on a tail any day. What about my human rights? Oh, you're just all the all these all these lockdown measures. <laughs> you know, I deserve to put a bridle on the correct part of a horse. I say, me, the boy I sent. <laughs> when I was on holidays in a hotel in Blackpool, I found myself in the bedroom of three girls from Hartlepool. Hartlepool. Yeah, Hart- they've they've rhymed pool with pool. Right. Uh, I'll read that in Welsh because I think that Hartlepool. Oh, is it Hartlepool? Steph oh, I, that's a big thing. For so, I'm speaking so in my second language. It's not, it's not in, in Wales. <laughs> who, who plays uh, the Hulk? Who plays the Hulk? Yeah. What actor? Uh, Bruce Banner. No. Um, uh, Mark Ruffalo? Who? Mark. Right, I said Mark Ruffalo. Because <laughs> I. That's a great pronunciation of Mark Ruffalo. I'm Welsh. I put the emphasis on the goben. Yes. Which is the last syllable but one. Oh, yeah, this came up yesterday. I, was, I kept mm. wanting to say the words... Um, oh, what was it? Oh, this is not very easy. I can edit around it. Um. <laughs> <Fine>. <laughs> yeah. It's the fun of a podcast. If, you, if you're boring, it's all right. But you okay. have I'm trusting you. I can't remember the word. I remember it ends in lative, or lative is how you would normally pronounce it. Mm-hmm. Oh, so you wanted to say superlative. Yeah, it wasn't superlative. Yeah, but I, it was another that word kind of that rhymes thing. with superlative that I kept saying superlative. Mm. Um, oh, manipulative. Oh, manipulative that's good. And I kept saying that, and I, I kept saying, "Why am I mm. saying that?" And Alana was like, "Well, it's because you speak Welsh." And I was like, mm. "What do you mean?" She was like, "Oh, because you put the the stress, the straight. What mm. do you call it in English? Uh, I think it's the stress. Yeah. yeah, but you put the stress on the penultimate syllable, mm. which is the Welsh way of doing things." Yeah. Um, which Welsh learners all know, but native Welsh speakers do not know because we, no, we, we don't know. Yeah. We just yeah. do it. Yeah. Um, so yes. Panoninai ar fymwyliau hotel am Lakpool, bith na chafrui, mae mor dywyll am hopman. Ces for hyn yn stafell weli rhyw dair merch o Hartlepool, bith na chafrui mae mor dywyll am hopman. A blackout, a blackout, a blackout mewn tref allan. 
Rhaid cael defnydd ar ffenestri ar bob tŷ a thwlca festri, beth mae'ch hyffrwyd mae mor dywyll ym mhob man. Uh, and if you sing that to the tune of Polly Wally Doodle, that's a bit of fun. Mm. Excellent. It'll get, I you, feel like... it'll get you through the long blackout nights with your rations. That'll keep you your spirits up in this yes. trying time. <laughs> the ever the ever relatable panic <laughs> I feel like listeners listeners to the pod will repeat that section where Stefan mm. Allen is, is reciting in Welsh uh, to soothe them. <laughs> oh, hopefully. Yeah, yes. this is an ASMR to yes. get you to read all of that book, which you seem to be like. I feel like I could get you to do because you just like doing it. I love it. Yeah, you yeah. You read yeah. half of it in one of our breaks. <laughs> <laughs> just for fun. I want to read one. So this is it. Like I enjoyed because I enjoyed discovering them for the first time. I read that one earlier, so I think I want to read one that I haven't read before. Obviously, the risk is I'll read one that's just not very interesting. Editing it. Um, oh, do I want to do Kutchdan Star? No. You really liked Kutchdan Star. Kutchdan Star is amazing. So, it, so, the, so the joke is, it's this guy who goes, we're going to use the Kutchdan Star for the listener, the cupboard under the stairs. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's so useful because you can use it as a, as a shelter. You know, this is before the arrival of Anderson shelters everywhere. Mm-hmm. You could just use the Kutchdan Star. But the joke is he, that this man likes the Kutchdan Star both, you know, as a makeshift bomb shelter but also just to get some peace and quiet right so there's like a line from, in it from all the bloody women yeah well definitely news. that vibe yeah okay but there's a bit where Kavanaugh Lonneth like pub soon I will have solitude from every sound like aeroplane from aeroplanes and the barking of the dogs okay so that sort of thing it's not explicitly misogynist no but I mean I bet if we read on yeah, yeah we, got, yeah. we got bored after that Okay. Um, so I'm, I think I'm going to read Dim Heb Gupon, which I have not read before, so we're going to discover this together. Uh, so this means not without a coupon. This has quite quickly become an end-of-the-day show on a children's program. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to Shakanori. <laughs> the wine also adds to that, because I imagine there is a lot more than we think. Oh, there's so much drinking in children's shows. You talk to Welsh-language celebrities, uh, but this, that's not, that's not you for you, listener. better not ruin Martin Geraint for me. I think Martin is clean-living. He's, oh, okay. you know, he's, very, he's very Christian and very... He's a good boy. Clean living. But but pre- but pretty much everyone he knew. Good. <laughs> there's a, there's a reason he's gone the distance, yeah. whereas most of the people we grew up watching on TV as children's presenters are now, frankly, doing stand up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think uh, I would. <laughs> good point, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't I talked about being offered cocaine at a gig earlier. Like, I just, you just feel too safe here. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Of, I think this this is going to be a long editing process. Yeah, yeah. Whereas, <laughs> the other ones weren't too bad. There's a bit I had to cut where May was ranking members of the Comedy Society on how successful they were. How but, successful they were? Yeah, I was like, you really don't want me to keep this in, do you? She's like, no, no, but I'll carry on. And I had to cut, <laughs> had to cut that. Well, I would like to listen to that. <laughs> you weren't listed. Oh, you weren't. Because I, I didn't not in bring this you up. As an option. Okay, I was just sure. like, what about this person? What about this person? And I'm just curious about um, her measure of success. Let's play that later. Because my measure <laughs> of success is uh, how much time I get to spend with my cat. Um, that's I a fucking good way win. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, definitely in the last month I've won because mm. my wife has been on tour. Uh, yeah. Maybe on balance we're, we're kind of equal. Mm. Um, but yeah, that's, that's mm. my definition of success is how much time do you spend with Bella? I, th- I, th- I think it needs... Friend of the pod. <laughs> Friend of the pod. <laughs> Bella the cat. Bella the cat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, okay, right. I'm gonna enjoy. Right, I'm, I'm reading this first glance. I'm gonna translate as I go. A drop of petrol, please. <laughs> I'm going to the fair, sir, to sell the cows. <laughs> we, we, the problem is sometimes you read a Welsh poem and people are go. Yeah, I thought that was what you were talking about. Going <laughs> to sell the cows. Going to sell the cows in the fair. But I, that's exactly what your people would write. Uh, I we. Um... Just as a side note about board games, I'm a big fan of board games, mm-hmm. and my favourite board game is a game called Great Western Trail, uh, which is essentially about selling cows, oh. um, where you just take them along this trail to Kansas City and then sell them oh. and put them on trains to places across the US. Mm. Um, and I never realised how Welsh that is to, to, mm. to, to really enjoy that. That's, and that's, just about that's your like leisure activity. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I've spent farming. three hours role playing as a farmer selling cows, <laughs> and I'm a vegetarian. <laughs> uh, so this is what's happened. He's asked for some petrol because he's he's going to the fair to get some cows. Hmm. But let's hear the chorus. Okay. No petrol without a coupon, sir. He said. Sir, he said. Sir, he said. No petrol without a coupon, sir, he said. Hmm. Uh, so that's what's going to keep happening. That's the chorus. So we're going right. to keep. So he's going to say he's going to he's going to say that a lot. Uh, so a little bit of nice fresh butter. Uh, I expect for tea, sir. Uh, my auntie Lisa. No butter without a coupon, sir. He said. So <laughs> uh, is there some sugar in this shop? Uh, there's uh, there's hay on the floor. Uh, <laughs> Right, gweithio pop. What do you reckon that means? You have to work. Gweithio pop. Mar Right, gweithio pop. I think that's the, there's hay on the floor. You, you better get to it. Better get to it. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Uh, no sugar without a coupon, so I don't, I don't understand that. That's uh, mm. lost lost to the ether. Friends of the pod, if you know what they're, they're yeah. talking about, there, then please. I like that listeners. <laughs> friends of friends the pod. They clearly are. Yeah. No, no, friends no. of Harry Dogs, Josh Pennard, or Stefan Allen. This, this, this has no grassroots listenership. No. It's just people we know. This we can't grow. Any any chance of a little extra ounce of tea? Uh, cocoa turns on the boy. Like, but the boy can't handle his cocoa. <laughs> uh, no extra without a coupon, sir. He said. Okay. Any any hope for a bit of margarine? I want to send a cake to Nelly and Jean. Oh. What do you reckon he said? No, not without a coupon in it. No, <laughs> no, that you. Uh, oh, this is interesting. No, no, uh, no margarine without a coupon, ma'am. He says. Oh, so it's a lady who's asking margarine. for margarine oh, because a man would make cake for Neil and Jean. Oh, sure. So, yeah. Mm, yeah. Okay, not progressive. No. <laughs> uh, do you have some bacon which is fairly red? <laughs> <laughs> the my, my husband, who lives at home, he loves the taste of bacon. Uh, no bacon without a coupon, ma'am, he said. Uh, and that's it. That's the song. Wow! <laughs> um, an interesting not, time for culture, the Second World War. I, yes. ju- I just think, like, as 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 a song, terrible. But as a thing, you could invoke. Oh, I remember that. I remember the war. Or oh, sitting around the fire singing, not without a coupon. <laughs> that does. Yeah. Mm. It doesn't feel like that's a book you're holding. No, no. <laughs> You've made this now. Yeah, so wind me up. Yeah, it's got that vibe to it. I respect that you think. I have that level of effort. I barely manage this. 
Um, I want to read only the first verse of this, just because okay. you have you definitely don't know where this is going. Okay. The last sentence of this verse is the last sentence of every verse. So once you hear the last line, you're like, oh, okay, that's the concept. Right. Mm-hmm. So to see if you can guess, the fo- there's four lines. So guess the fourth line. Guess what the vibe of, what's okay. the theme of this? Okay, line one. I've got a boy named Jeff who is less than 12 years old. Ah. Specific. Yeah. Line two. It's back to Josh's son. <laughs> he spends his spare time climbing the branches of trees. Okay. Third line. He then walks across the top of the house like a squirrel. What do you think line four is? Something about his demise. Oh. Jeff's obsessed with the RAF. <laughs> what? <laughs> what I love is we read the whole thing. Every verse is like that, except for one, which is about how he likes aeroplanes. Okay. <laughs> it's like that one makes sense. There's, there's, it's, what was the second line? The second line was he spends his spare, hours of his spare time climbing the branches of trees. Okay, so he doesn't like the ground. I think that's what they're going for here. He climbs trees so he's not on the ground. He goes on the top of the house. So that's why he wants to be in a plane. He doesn't like earth. He likes sky. Yeah. Okay, I think... Is that what they're going for? Well, do you know what? Maybe. Okay, I think I will plough ahead with this. Okay, I'll go quick. Uh, Second second verse. Uh, When I was one night uh, busy carrying coal, uh, 1942, (laughs) uh, I heard a terrible sound like like a wild bull. Uh, but what it actually was was Jeff, my little boy, uh, growling on the roof. Oh, Jeff's obsessed with the RAF. <laughs> um, on the door of the far stable, there are pictures of aeroplanes. <laughs> now we're talking. Right. Uh, there's a there's a pincern in every corner. I don't know what a pincern is, but presumably a part of a plane. Pincern. Pincern. Uh, and petrol in every stein. Uh, on the kitchen wallpaper, there's a hell of a hurricane, but like hurricane in italics, the plane. Oh, okay, right. Jeff's obsessed with the RAF. That Sorry. one makes sense, I think. That's about yeah. how he likes planes. Yeah. Uh, I saw him one day, ready for a fight, uh, on top of the wall, waiting for the Junkers 88. Presumably that's mm. a type of plane. Um, Gwevlai, bit of Gwevlai. Um, like jowls. Jowls. So it's jowls. Uh, closed like a pincern, which again we don't really know. What so pincern is. is a pincer. Oh, like a pincer. So his jowls are closing like a pincer, and his uh, hair went, was straight up. Oh, Jeff's obsessed with the RAF. Uh, one day, I like th- this is my favorite verse. One day he was throwing bombs. <laughs> 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 this got dark real quick. <laughs> yep. Uh, from the top of a tree. Uh, from the top of an apple tree, uh, making a loud noise. Uh, and now, the old pigsty uh, is in tiny pieces. Ah, <laughs> oh, Jeff's obsessed with the RAF. <laughs> wow. I think that... He's not helping the cause, there. I wonder if that is funny on purpose, in exactly <laughs> the way that it sounds. Because, that, like, that, it, that's... <laughs> Uh, the idea right. that this boy is just like, oh, he likes being high up. He likes oh. like making noises, and then suddenly he bombs a pigsty. Okay, so <laughs> it's the same line at, at the end of each verse, but do you think the the tone is different? So by the last one, it's like oh, he fucking he loves the RAF. And right. yeah. it's like a somber. 
he's obsessed with the art. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like one of those shit student plays where it's like they say the same line in different voices. Yes. And like, mm. see, it says something. It's like, yeah. Oh. You just told me that Jeff's obsessed with the RAF. Um, I think that I wonder if you know the tune because like because like a lot of Tom Lehrer is like this right like Tom Lehrer's music mm. is all like existing tunes with like funny do 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 like yeah. with this sort of meter so I wonder if it's the same sort of humor sure. like if we knew the tune at Lincoln Chapocha which is what this which is what this oh, RAF to okay maybe that's the missing piece is you're like ah you've, you've because clearly that's about a poacher from Lincolnshire, mm. I would assume. But now it's about a little boy who wants to be in the RAF. So maybe there's a, yeah. you know. Is that... Saving it because we've oh, gone fair for enough, yeah. an hour to Whoa, this is long, isn't it? Well, maybe well, maybe that's enough from, from the little book. Okay, I have something a bit more modern than 1942. Okay. This is by Eros Childs, who's not mm-hmm. an unknown Welsh language artist. Absolutely, so he's very yeah. well known, I would say. Uh, this song is on the album Borada, which features songs about how lovely the morning is mm. and how nice it is to be on like at the beach this song isn't about that <laughs> <laughs> this song is th- so you know how i do stand up about kafili and i kind of exaggerate things a bit just to make a point like it's yeah. really like, this is like a, a song about a worse version of the fake kafili <laughs> So, actually, I'm just going to play a little bit so you can get an idea of the tune. I might have to cut this. I don't know how mm. loud it's going to be. Yeah. So, it's, it's quite a nice sounding song. Yeah. I'm just going to go. I've only got the. Right. There are no lyrics for this anywhere online. I looked okay. quite a while, so I had to write these up. This is this is from the translation I made with my family when we were on holiday because some random person my dad works with overheard, overheard it in a pub. This is what we do casually, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. All three of us, I'd imagine, we we, we just translate, translate things. things. <laughs> and every, I feel like my family don't get to see much of me because stand up is quite a demanding job. But when they do, they love nothing more than to help me with my podcast prep. <laughs> <laughs> this was done. So this song came out in 2007. I think we translated this in 2010. So I was young. Mm. Um, I, I'd say for a while, every fourth line, we were like, we must have got this wrong. This right. is I've, this uh, not too long of a song. Um, Henry's out driving with his wife. Going through the town, it's quiet as a grave. Goes past the, the pitch where he used to play football. Now buying acid is the only fun to have. <laughs> 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 then the verse is Henry and Matilda supermarket super Henry and Matilda supermarket super supermarket super yep it's a be- that's a kind of overarching theme is it's kind of an advert for a supermarket bearing in mind that's that was what the first verse was is that meant to be like a sarcastic thing about where they got the acid <sighs> maybe um... That's the chorus. Okay. Is that looped a couple of times. I will get further on. The next two lines are quite obviously a criticism of the supermarket. Sure. In the shop, he sees a light t-shirt that he likes. It was made by children in China for 30p an hour. Really (laughs) diving in on the criticism quite quickly. Yeah. Matilda chooses meat for her Sunday lunch. What do you think might pair with that? 
if you're buying meat for a Sunday lunch, what's the kind of thing you'd be doing at that time? Meat. Yeah, you're, buy, you're, choosing, you're buying meat. Oh, you're like choosing, choosing which meat. meat you want for your Sunday lunch. And what? At and... the supermarket. You're still so you're at the supermarket. Okay. Maybe you're at the deli or the butcher's counter, mm. and you're like, "What meat do I want tomorrow? What might you be doing passively at the same time?" Um. Oh, you're, like you might be on your phone. Mm. You might be. Um. Uh. You might be checking your list. This is an exact translation. Injecting drugs into her own shit. <laughs> is the line after Taoist key zeal. I just, I just, I'm glad you bonded with your family over mm. translating this. Henry and Matilda, <laughs> supermarket super. This is when my mum said we should probably stop. <laughs> this is verse three or four. Henry is trying on his t-shirt in his room. He hears choking downstairs. He thinks it's the dog. He runs downstairs far too late. He sees, face down in her own vomit, his wife Matilda. She's dead. (gasps) Henry and Matilda, supermarket super. Whoa. Henry and Matilda, supermarket super. So far it's been a thinly veiled criticism of capitalism. And it's like, ah, the supermarket's going great. Mm. Everyone's on drugs. (laughs) Fourth verse, more bad news for Henry still. His two brother-in-laws in Spain were eaten by a whale. But luckily for him, his local supermarket has a special offer. Three funerals for the price of two. <laughs> Henry and Matilda. Henry and Matilda. Uh, the rest of this album is quite a nice, like, just songs mm. about, like, the countryside mm. and mm. how nice it is in the morning. And then just, a woman injected herself with drugs and died. And now his brothers were eaten by a whale. Good on the supermarket. So here's the thing. Mm-hmm. I think I have, and it's not a funny answer, but I think I have an earnest and a genuine answer to the question posed by this episode. Good. So you I forgot that we were doing that. So yeah. <laughs> so you you ask me the question, and I will tell you my answer. Why are Welsh songs like this? I think Welsh songs in modern day are like this because a modern Welsh person is two things: they are Welsh and they are British, and I think two different traditions are meeting here. The tradition from Britishness is British whimsy. It's very dark and very funny side by side. It's Alice in Wonderland, mm-hmm. the League of Gentlemen, everything in between. Um, I think the idea of doing something really dark and something really daft. So, you know, someone's been swallowed by a whale and you're injecting drugs into shit. is like absolute British sense of humour. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like American humour. Like if there's an, a funny... like. Humour in American drama, there might be, like, one funny episode a year that's, like, the comedy episode. British humour is, like, darkness and comedy exist side by side all the time. I think it's why Succession has been so huge, right? It's mm. British creator making a big, lavish American drama. And Succession is always dark and always funny. Mm. So I think that... So, so that strand of Britishness ends up in modern Welsh language songs. Don't piss while I'm talking. <laughs> There we go. Yeah, you pour that back in your willy. (laughs) (laughs) So, (laughs) here's the other thing I think is funding into this. I think Welsh speakers love language. They love noises. They love words. I think Welsh speakers, even when they speak English, love they love English words. They like they love it. They love playing with Welsh words. Me and my friend Griff in university. 
the joy we would have from just saying words at each other. We used to play a game where it was a drinking game where you look you look someone in the eye and you take it in turns to say something. And the first and every time someone laugh every time you laugh at the other person, you have to drink. So you have to maintain a straight face. And it was so and what we learned very quickly is just words. That's what makes Welsh speakers laugh. Words, sometimes in an accent. Mm. Sometimes because you're com- you're bringing in a tone or a character, mm. so what you end up with is just like it's ju- it's ju- we love gibberish we love and and again which again is a bit Lewis Carroll the Jabberwocky and what have you but it's very specifically like North Walians love stupid South Walian words South Walians love stupid North Walian words we just mm. love the words that we don't know oh my God that's a word yeah so you end up with these songs that are a celebration of darkness whimsy and just language for the sake of language hmm. like so much of welsh poetry welsh songs welsh is built around king haneth right because king haneth is a very complicated system of internal rhyming and assonance uh that is like the most popular form of welsh language poetry and though the rules for king haneth have existed pretty much unchanging for at least 1400 years so what does that mean? It means that we didn't change King Hanneth around language. King Hanneth basically hasn't changed. A Godovin, a 6th century poem, is pretty much in... follows the same metres of King Hanneth that still exists today. But Welsh has changed. This is what that means. It means we didn't change our, the rules of poetry to fit language. We changed the language to fit the rules of poetry. We talk about mutation, this idea that sometimes when one word comes after mm. another, you change a letter. The reason we did that is because it sounds better, because it makes King Haneth easier. Yes. <laughs> the entire Welsh language only exists to sound nice. Yeah. Like, every rule we have changed is to make it sound nicer. Even we borrow, like, the, the letter ch never existed. It still doesn't exist officially in the Welsh alphabet. But when chocolate was invented and we would, oh, I'll have some chocolate, we now have the letter ch. We have rules for it. We have grammatical rules. We mutate chocolate. If I say your chocolate in Welsh, de chocolate, I would say je chocolate. You change ch to je. Why? Because it sounds nicer. It makes poetry easier. I think so much of Welsh songs, they don't, it doesn't matter what it means. It's not about the meaning. It just sounds funny. I, th- I think for a Welsh speaker, one of, the, one of the purest joys is mutating something that probably shouldn't be mutated. <laughs> yeah. And I spotted that in one of the poems that you read from Penis La Thonk, mm. where um, they mutate Blackpool to um Blackpool. Yeah. And there's something about that that feels almost ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Because it's like, in, an English person never knows it as anything other than Blackpool. Yeah. And because it's an English word, it sounds funny when it's mutated. And yet... In Welsh, all Welsh place names naturally feel better when you have mutated them. Yeah. And you see it on signs, you know? Mm. You'll go somewhere and you and it will say Croeso i Gaerdydd instead of Caerdydd because that's the mutation that you need to use in that circumstance when you have that specific preposition before the name of the place. Um, so I think for me, something like, uh, you know, Amlachpool... Uh, Jochem Shopper um, Hesco oh, um, yeah. Instagram are TikTok like yeah. like mutating things that shouldn't be mutated mm. to fit the grammatical rules of Welsh is just funny yeah. for some reason yeah yeah so 
that's a bit of a tangent from what we were talking about. I think but, that's true, though. That yeah. is, is that kind of nerdiness of that language. Yeah, flagging up... So one of my most successful bits of Welsh language stand-up is an observation about Welsh language adverts. Mm. Because usually what will happen is when a Welsh language... Like, if, if an advert is made by an English company, what they'll do is they'll hire a Welsh translator to translate their advert... And then they'll hire an actor to deliver those lines, which means there is no creative input from any Welsh speaker. Mm. Like, they decided on the words, the translator just provided what they believe is an accurate translation, and then an actor interprets the lines they're given. So what happens with those adverts, you can always spot them, you can always spot Welsh language TV adverts that didn't have Welsh speakers as part of the creative team, because... It'll the Welsh will be too correct. Yes, like the yes. Tr- because the translator has just provided an accurate translation, but that's not how people talk. People don't talk no. in correct, accurate language. Um, so the joke I have in uh, in Welsh is about an advert for insurance that says "vim tarwyd in which means literally just means we were hit. We were we were hit very badly. It's about a storm. A storm occurs and a tree break like destroys like a house window or something mm. um oh we were we were hit really badly but of course in well in english you would say we were hit really badly but vim tarwyd in divrival is the equivalent of like <laughs> d- saying it in a shakespearean <laughs> yes. way yeah the window of mine house was yeah. struck by a tree upon the morning <laughs> like just no one would ever say it yes. like that but because because it's translated and because an actor is delivering it and because you know why it's like that, it's not funny. It's just like, nah, okay, it's just a bit annoying. But yeah. when I say exactly the same lines, I don't change it. I don't heighten it. I don't do that thing of exaggerating for humour. I just literally repeat the lines. They're hilarious. Because <laughs> as soon as I've given people permission to find it funny, yeah. <laughs> people are like, whoa! <laughs> um, yeah. Like, sometimes like, it's just why is it funny it's it's mm. only funny because of context yes exactly I, I i appreciate that it's funny when you when you want to find it funny mm. when as somebody i used to work in marketing mm. and one of the jobs that i had to do was uh end up translating i was part of a marketing team mm. where somebody else would have come up with a slogan for some sort of whatever we were doing and then it would come to me ready-made, and they would say, what's the Welsh for this? And I would say, right, what you've done there is you've written a slogan that sounds pithy and clever in English mm. and doesn't work mm. in Welsh. So either I have to look at it and go, can I find a way of conveying the same message in a pithy way in Welsh? Or I have to say to them, I wish we had started this process earlier, yeah. where you'd said, we've got to run this campaign about this specific mm. product. How can we have something that sounds good in both languages? Mm. Um, and that just never, it just never happened. People would come up with, with a slogan in, in English and then they would be like, right, we need a Welsh translation for this. But the beauty, when, when, when you actually do read a good translation, when you see marketing that is bilingual and you go, ah, somebody's mm. actually thought about that. Yeah. It's great. Mm. So... When I when I'm looking at it from that perspective, I appreciate when somebody hasn't translated, you know, too literally. But then when I'm thinking about something that sounds funny, like mm. what you were talking about, mm. it I can appreciate it and and go, that's ridiculous that yeah. they've said that in something that sounds Shakespearean or biblical. Yeah, it, and it's and it's because it matters, right? Yeah, like. If, if someone does... Th- this is the difference. When you see it on TV, it feels like a threat. It mm. feels like, oh, God, you know, we fought so hard to get S4C, and and now we're just using it to do these, like, just terrible literal translations mm. of adverts mm. that are just, like... It's uh, almost insulting because 
the point of an advert is that it's trying to relate to an audience. Yeah. And so if you haven't bothered to try and relate the tone mm. of the language that you're using to what an audience would expect yeah. or wants to hear, then it's almost an insult. Yeah. And you're worried that that means that Welsh speakers are not going to use this insurance company because they've mm. been insulted. And then the insurance company will think, oh, what was the point of spending that money on advertising mm. in Welsh in that case? And... And then they won't advertise in Welsh again, mm. but that's because of their mistake from the first point. So it's so when you watch it, you feel insecure. But but actually, once you're in a comedy gig and everyone in the audience is a Welsh speaker, and you as a comic are just repeating the same lines, it's now funny mm. because you're no longer in an insecure place. You're in a gig where you're with other Welsh people enjoying Welsh language comedy. So that feels like yeah, like you know, you're not insecure anymore because mm. you're in a safe space. And I think, like, the language of safe spaces, I'm bisexual as well, I understand that, you know, queer people really know the value of a space, a safe space. I don't think Welsh people realise they want a safe space, but they do. Mm. The Eisteddfod is a safe space, as long yes. as you're middle class. Uh, yes. Like, well, Welsh language events. And this is the thing, why is Trones to Dad like that? Because they never thought anyone would translate that and read it on a podcast. <laughs> they haven't bothered. They don't need to worry about that. Yeah. They're only talking to their own people. It does not matter what other people... Same with Genethor Dan Bumthick, like the, the young girls under 15. Mm. Like, Trina Koch just didn't care what non-Welsh speakers thought of them. Because why would they be engaging with this music anyway? Yes. I think that's a pretty common theme from their, from their music anyway. They're just like... We don't care what people think about us, but also this is very much for a Welsh language audience. Yeah. Um, so I think there's something we can appreciate in that. But yes, we have silly things that we write. We have silly songs and silly poems that are part of our culture. Yeah. But we can appreciate that, and that's what you unlock when you learn Welsh. Is you you see the weirdness. Well, I think we've succinctly answered the question. It's just a shame that you didn't ask. 